0: accept these offerings and ties with gladness may you guide us on the usage so we may spread your great word In your sons great name. Amen. all right at this time we would like to uh, dismiss uh, anyone that uh, there's a nursery available for infants through 3 years old and then any of the kids that are 4 years old through 4th grade i know they have a lesson ready for you guys back there and um think they might even be doing something that has something to do with, uh, somebody said something about today's got something to do with moms or something, I don't know. But, um, hey, listen, I am uh, uh, glad that you are here. It is Mother's Day, and uh, in a little bit here, in just a few minutes, we're going to honor some moms. We're going to honor some special moms that are here, and I uh, just kind of want to lay down the groundwork as to what that's going to look like. Um, I don't know how many of you have had the opportunity uh, to step up onto a stage in front of people and receive a standing ovation. Don't know how often that happens to you, but for me, it's never happened. So I can only assume that it would feel really, really good if that were to take place. So uh, later on, when we get to that place, when we honor some moms, uh, we'll kind of point them out. And then as we present some flowers to those moms, your job is going to be to stand up and give them a standing ovation. So do you understand the way that's going to work? Okay, that's coming in just a few minutes. But first, I want to tell you about a a mom in the Bible. I want to tell you about a mom in the Bible. And um, the mom that we read about, a little bit of backstory here. We read about her in the book of First Samuel, and a little backstory, uh kind of behind the scenes, kind of the culture and the context in which this mom lived. Uh she lived during a time that uh, the the nation had pretty much turned their back on God. God was no longer really the centerpiece of the nation. People, uh, they used to be closer to uh, God, but now they had kind of moved away from God. And God had put some people in place to be sort of spiritual leaders for the nation, if you will. They, they're called prophets in the Old Testament. And one of the prophets' name was Eli, and Eli was a prophet. But his his own sons, uh, they were, they had sort of turned their back. They were no longer really front and center Um, And uh, the culture had moved away from God so much so, so much so that uh, according to 1 Samuel, there were people that were showing up to the temple to worship and they were showing up drunk. And so I don't know if that would be sort of an evangelistic outreach thing. Maybe if we told more people uh, that we were serving alcohol on Sunday morning, maybe more people would come. I don't know. Uh, But apparently in the time of 1 Samuel, there were people there. God was not pleased with them because they were showing up drunk. And the Bible tells us that even uh, there were were, uh, loose women. (laughs) Uh, There were prostitutes that were working in and around uh, the temple area. And in fact, Eli, this prophet, his own sons, uh, it was known according to chapter 2 of 1 Samuel and chapter two, verse 22, that his own sons were going and uh, sort of hanging out with the, uh, we'll just say hanging out with the prostitutes, if you will. And so uh, the nation had turned uh, their back on God. The, really, the people weren't focusing uh, very much on him. They were kind of running around and doing whatever uh, they wanted uh, to do. And then in the book of 1 Samuel, we we learn of this This mom that just sort of uh, one thing that's sort of interesting about this mom is she she was barren and couldn't have any kids and she desperately wanted kids. And uh, some of you can relate to a story uh, like that. And and so she made she made a declaration that if I were ever blessed enough to have a child, I would turn that child over and just sort of surrender that child to be God's child. And uh, her name was Hannah. Her name was Hannah. And we read that she was even teased and tormented. Back in those days, they believed that if you could not have children, it must be because you did something evil. And, um, and, and so people would tease her and mock her. And, and she cries out to God and says, God, if you'll just bless me uh, to have a child, if, if you give me that child, I will raise that child for you. That culture and that brave attitude of if I was blessed enough to have a child in a culture that seems to be moving farther and farther and farther away from God, to make the declaration that I would raise my son, she had a son, to be close to the Lord and to know the Lord and to turn him over to be the Lord's. What a brave declaration. I think it was brave some 4,000 plus years ago. I think it would even be brave today. And so I think moms and dads, I think that if we look at Some of the things that Hannah did when she was making her declarations and uh, the way that she sort of moved forward and with some things with the way that she dealt uh, with her uh, son Samuel. I think we're going to focus just really quickly on four of those things that Hannah did. And maybe we could even make some application that that would be the way that as parents we would want to and as moms you would even want to do those things for your child. Make sense? make sense, and so uh, the Bible is relevant and it's true in its day, and it's relevant and it's true even today. It is relevant and it is true. And so, what did Hannah do? You can write these things down there in your bulletin. There's an outline there. What did what did Hannah do to sort of commit and turn her 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 son over to the Lord? Well, first she did this. She prayed. Write that down. She prayed according to First Samuel chapter one verse ten. Uh, when we read about Hannah, it says. Uh, in bitterness of soul, Hannah wept. Well, she, like I said, she didn't have a child, and she really wanted a child. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. Whenever we're kind of perusing through Scripture and making our way through Scripture, we see that great things follow a commitment to prayer. Uh maybe you remember the entire nation of Israel was enslaved uh by uh by Egypt and that Pharaoh was kind of whipping them and they're probably uh the the nation of Israel enslaved by Egypt probably the ones that built the pyramids and and uh they were uh they were under a great uh, deal of torment and torture uh, by Pharaoh and uh the Bible tells us that uh, they began to uh come together and they began to cry out to the Lord and they began to ask God will you please free us and, and rescue us and uh you know uh, will you will you let uh, you Your people go and they began to pray and so God sends Moses to them uh, uh, to lead them out of uh, the nation. Maybe maybe you read about that in the book of Exodus or maybe you read uh, the book of Acts chapter 16 and maybe you knew that there was a guy named Paul and another guy named Silas and uh, they were in prison, they were in prison because they were telling people about Jesus because They were telling people that Jesus should be your king. Jesus should be your Lord. And guess what? Caesar... Caesar didn't really like the idea that they were saying somebody else uh, should be king or lord and the Jews uh, they didn't really like uh, this idea that uh, Jesus might be the lord because they thought that uh, God uh, was the only lord but that Jesus was not his son and they were confused about that and so they were put in jail for telling people that Jesus should be your king and your lord and maybe you remember that uh, according to act 16 when Paul and Silas were in prison uh, because they were teaching these things to people and uh, they were arrested for the faith in christ and they were in and they began to pray and they began to sing and they began to call out to god and you read through the story and god rescued them and in a mighty and powerful way they were released from prison and great things follow prayer and here's hannah and she's wondering, will I ever have a child? And if I do, I will, I will give my child to the Lord in this culture that seems to be moving away from God. And so she starts off with prayer. And that would probably be a good idea for all of us to be dedicated and devoted to spending time in prayer. And then she did this. Write this down. Number two. She gave her child to the Lord. She gave her child to the Lord. What's that mean? 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11. It says, I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. Uh, That's why we in our church, that's why we do what we call baby dedications baby dedications. Uh, we do not baptize infants uh, in our church uh, because we believe, Scripture teaches, uh, that in order to be a Christian, in order to be a follower of Christ, you need to be old enough to comprehend what does it mean to be a Christian, a follower of Christ. So we don't baptize babies, but what we do do is we do a thing called, we call it baby dedication, and we'll ask parents, would you be willing to uh, kind of come forward and stand up here and you know present your baby to everybody in the church? and we'll challenge you as the parents. Will you raise your child to know the Lord? And then we'll even challenge the church family. Will you come alongside them and encourage them to, uh, to raise their uh, child to know the Lord? So we don't do baby baptisms, but we do do baby dedications. And so uh, we kind of uh, put that into motion here as well, that she understood that she was going to give her child over to the Lord. And so what does it mean to give your child to the Lord? It, there's two parts. There's the great commandment and the great commission. And the great commandment is to, to love people, to, to love your neighbor as you love yourself, and, and, and that you would love others. And, then the, the, uh, and and also a part of that is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the great commandment. And the great commission is that you would teach your children uh, that they should be telling their friends about Jesus, because Jesus loves them and Jesus died for them and we do these things and then, and then we do this. When you, when you give your child over to the Lord, you're saying, I want my child to live and to know that everywhere they go no matter their career, no matter their occupation, no matter what they're, whatever they're going to be doing for the rest of their life, wherever they are, they are in the middle of their mission field. Wherever they are, they're in the middle of their mission field. And that means you give them over to the Lord and you you teach them that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, there's a God that loves you. And that he wants you to show him that you love him by the way you treat others. And, and that's so important. And then tell people that God loves you so much that he sent his son. And so Hannah, Hannah did that. She, she prayed and then she gave her child to the Lord. And then she did this. Write this down. Number three. We're almost done. Number three it says she acknowledged the child as a gift from God. First Samuel chapter one, verse twenty seven. Here's Hannah. She says, I prayed for the child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. My child is a gift from God. Man, aren't babies incredible? Aren't human beings incredible? Uh, you know, uh, we we have these seven different systems in us, right? And so you guys know more about this stuff than I do, but uh, we have what a respiratory system and a circular system and a skeletal system and a nervous system and 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 the reproductive systems, and, and then there's other other systems, right? What's the one called for that's it? your skin and the ep- 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 huh? epidermis? Epid- ep- Epithelio system. Got one of them there going for you too, right? The epithelia system. And who doesn't want one of those, right? And so we have, and so our bodies are unique and special and they're created. And if any one of those parts of our super special, incredible, incredible little tiny body, if any one of those fails, absolutely the, the whole thing is going to go south and it's going to collapse. And they're so, so, so intricate and special. Then God gives them to us and says, you raise them, right? He trusts us to be able to do that. He's wired us in a way uh, to be able to do that that gives us these special, special gifts and says, raise them, raise them. In fact, the book of Proverbs chapter 22, verse six says, train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. They're a gift. God gives us this gift. And he wants us to know the gift comes from him and it's for him and about him. And the best way that every single human being that has ever walked on planet earth, the best way for them to live is to follow the instructions of the one who created us. He gives us the Bible. It says, do life this way. This is the instruction manual for life. And then finally, Hannah did this. Write this one down. Number four. Made a commitment to the Lord. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 28 says, So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. I give him to the Lord for his entire whole life. I give them to the Lord. What's that mean? What's that look like? Uh, Parents, what I think that that means is that uh, you make a commitment. I'm going to raise my kids in church. I'm going to have them in church. I'm going to have them in kids club. I'm going to have them in Sunday school. And uh, there's people there who have been working all week on a lesson. And so I'm going to put them in a place where they're going to be around some other adults and some other people in their life, and they're going to have some peers and some companions, and they're going to go there, and even if they don't want to be there, they're going to be there because they're going to go there and they're going to, uh, they're going to be a friend to somebody, and they're going to help somebody else learn, and they're going to be a good example. And, then, and you're going to say, this is what we do. Our family, Our family goes to church because this is a body of people that is going in the exact opposite direction of the rest of the culture as they move away from God we're gonna move towards God because God is good and he is love and he knows what's best and his way is always right and so we wanna be a family that lives for the Lord. Listen, I, I just want you to know God loves you and his ways are always best and he cares about us and so uh, he, gives, he gives you moms that special role of being mom, that special role of being mom, and so we're going to honor some moms right now, we're going to have some fun. you remember the ground rules, right, and so we're going to, we're going to kind of point some of these moms out, and then as I try to make my way around there, and find them, and and give them a a, a flower, and uh, then you're going to stand up, and you're going to give them a round of applause, a standing ovation, just because they're the special mom that we're honoring at the time, make sense, it makes sense, all right, you know the rules? All right, here's, listen to this. The book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6, says this. I just read it. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. And so that's a big responsibility to raise a child. And so what I would like to do is find out, uh, and I think that there's several of you here today, several moms, want to find out how many of you moms this uh, you're, you're a mom here today, and you have brought your child, one of your children with you, and this is that child's very first Mother's Day. You have a child, one of your children here with you today, and this is their very first Mother's Day. I know, let's see, I see Sarah and Randy, Sarah, where is Sarah's down in the nursery. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, she got twins. She's got twins, right? And so, all right, moms, show me, raise your hand, moms, if you're here and you have a baby with you, that this is your first. Amber, Katie, Joe's back here. All right, tell me your name. Celie, all right, and back there, Rachel's back there. So that's a lot of moms that are, and we know that uh, Sarah's back there. All right. Now, let's see. Raise them really high one more time. i got to count. So we got one, two, three, four. All right. Here we go. I'm going to try to make my way back to you guys with these flowers right now. So stand up and just tell, tell those guys. Here we go. You're starting your journey right now. There you go. Thank you. Rachel back there. Good job. All right. Here we go. There we go. Keep on clapping. Here we go, Andrew. There you go, Katie. All right. There you go. You may be seated. Yahoo. That's fun, right? You guys, we only have 35 more. Here we go. Um, All right. Listen to this one. The book of Psalm, chapter 139, verse 13, it says this. King David wrote this, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. This is King David acknowledging how unique and special and wonderfully designed we are and that God is the one that puts all of that together. And so what I'm wondering is uh, uh, how many or do we have moms in the room right now um, that you are with Child. The baby's a, a still a bun in the oven, and um, you got a bun in the oven over here? All right, all right. Micah, all right, you guys know what to do. We're going to go give her a rose, so come on. Here we go. Here we I'll let you hang on to that. All right. What a special deal. Man, so... <clears throat> Um, next year, that'll be the new one's first Mother's Day. So, okay, here we go. Listen to this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8 says, We were not looking for praise from men. This is the uh, Apostle Paul. He says, we're not looking for praise of men, uh, not from you or anyone else. He says, as apostles of Christ, we could have been a burden to you, but. We were gentle among you like a mother caring for her little children. And so the Apostle Paul is acknowledging, he's like, you know what, Uh, these little uh, moms take care of their kids, you know, it's just a a great example. And so what I'd like to do is find out what mom this morning um, has the most children present. What mom. Has the mo- and there might be a tie, it might be a three or four way tie, but that's okay. What mom has, so is there any mom here with more than ten children present? <clears throat> you know what? There was a time, there was a time in our country that that would not have been an uncommon question. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? So well, any mom here have uh, more than two, yeah, any mom here with three children present? Three children? Okay, we got some back there. Any mom with four children present? Four, no fours. But we have several threes. Threes, 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 children. Three you got three present, three present, three present, three. Sarah's got three here. All right. How many? Three, three, three. Okay. Oh, here we go. I, this is going to be really confusing. That's <laughs> All right. I think one, two, three, four. Four. Thank you. Four. All right, here we go. Moms are bringing their babies to church. That's a great thing. Oops. That one kind of dead. All right, somewhere. Good deal. All right, I'll do this as fast as I can. All right, who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? I'm missing somebody right here. Oh, Naomi. Good deal. So, all right, you can be seated. All right, let's find out. Here's where we go. All 2 right. Timothy chapter one verse five says, "I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice." And I am persuaded now lives in you also. So, generation after generation after generation of faith. I'm wondering if um, uh, there is a grandmother here that has any grandchildren here. Grandmas with grandkids? One, two, three, four, five. All right, six, seven. All right, we're going to do this. We're going to find out which grandma. Has the most grandkids here. Which grandma? Any grand? So it's probably gonna be this same number, right? It's gonna be uh, how many? Five. five. Five grandkids here? Anybody have more than five grandkids here? All right, Georgia, is that you? <laughs> Georgia, five grandkids here. Here we go. Let's give it up for Georgia. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's great generation after generation. That's fantastic. All right. For the record, somebody told me yesterday that I should give a, a flower to the uh, the uh, mom or the grandma that traveled the, the greatest distance to be here. And I'm just going to tell you, uh, my uh, mother-in-law is here and um, she's here, and she's from Northern California. So anybody come farther than Northern California? No. And now she told me that I'd be in a lot of trouble if I acknowledged any of that. And she didn't want any attention drawn to herself. So, uh, so thank you for remaining seated, because i got to go home after. And so. <laughs> but I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. So that will not be on the video later. I didn't say nothing. So... Um, Listen, Um, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I want you to know again, moms, you're in the right place. Raise your kids to know the Lord. I think it's harder now than it has been in a long, long time because your kids Have more access to more teaching and more false hope and false wisdom. Their peers are learning things that go against Scripture. You're in the right place. Teach them to know the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for a time that we can honor moms. Thank you for the way that you have created us that takes the mom and the dad that uh, moms are so special and caring and loving. Father, thank you for uh, for the gift that you have given to us. Father, thank you for the forgiveness that you extend to us when we, uh, when we make mistakes and sin against you. Thank you for this, the gift of your son Jesus that went to the cross that we can know we are forgiven and that we can stand right before you. Thank you for coming alongside of us.